Yeah, and I'm not paying him back for those gateway computers I ruined with porn viruses either. <laughs> I'm a man now, Dad. <laughs> also, if Mom is there, she never mailed, mailed me my uh, check for my birthday. <laughs> I know it's your money, but uh, <laughs> it's a joint account, so put her on the put her on the phone, Dad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, so like. Uh, I'm also, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to get better at like uh, being less stingy with like my my uh, social media likes. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get better with it. Like you know, I don't know if you've ever done this. Like you accidentally like a post and then you unlike it for some reason. Like, <laughs> like uh, I guess, <laughs> like I don't know. Like my sister posted a picture that was like of her son, and I like liked it on accident, unliked it like right away. <laughs> I don't know if like I was trying to play like hard to get or what like I didn't want to just think I was just like prowling her feet or what <laughs> like it's like I'll make her wait for this like you know <laughs> like don't want to seem too eager I'm trying to be better um I just got to San Francisco about like a month and a half ago still figuring it out you know some things to learn give me claps yeah I'll fucking take it <laughs> still figuring out how to like sort the compost from recycling <laughs> Shit's tough, dude. <laughs> Especially when people are watching you do it, like fucking, like they're in line behind you, you know. <laughs> Just like dig into, like get one plastic ramekin out of the box and drop it in the one, the one green bin or whatever the fuck. And then like I found out like some of the plastic knives are like compostable. They're like made of potatoes and shit. <laughs> I get away with a couple of mistakes. Like since I've, I'm, I'm new here, like you know, I get a couple of rebuttals. Like they're like, no, 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 no. That goes in the compostable bin, honey. Uh, gets a lot easier when people aren't watching them. So I found out you can just put it all in one bin. They'd still take it anyway. It's not like, <laughs> they have no problems with that. Um, so like, um, my father is Mexican and I'm Spanish. Uh, but I'm finding out that I look Jewish uh, I found this out because uh, all my friends that teach me conspiracy theories don't like to finish the story. <laughs> like they're always talking about, yeah, that's what they want you to think. That's why they did 9-11. And, like, <laughs> and it's like, follow the money, dude. I'm like, wait, who's they? And they're like, Trevino, right? <laughs> like, yeah, Trevino, Mexican. They're like, okay, great. <laughs> it's, it's the Jews. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
If you were bald, you can shave your head and then maybe grow a beard someday and people will call you gingerbread. I mean, there's a way to not be... Right. Well, I never saw the movie anyway. I just... It's cool. I was just trying to be topical. I'm jealous. I always... I used to... In my college years, I used to dye my hair the color of your hair. I used to literally, like, dye my hair red or even orange (laughs) um, on purpose all the time. And uh, that was a look I had. Anyways, (laughs) the 90s were fun. (laughs) I was in college doing a lot of ecstasy. And that was, and it was in pills, which was weird. Uh, now it seems to be in capsules. I don't get it. We should, I, I don't, I don't, I can't anymore because there's not enough drug testing things and I don't want to take fentanyl. You're next. I don't know how the world works. I'm an old lady now. You crazy kids with your drugs. 2CBYQX. Like there's 14 letters and six numbers. No. How about just THC? Let's keep it easy, bitches. Um, I didn't mean that in a poorly, in a misogynistic way. Your next comedian is a lovely lady. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Gula Feynman! You know I got Thanks, Pam. I love mutiny, and um, I think we've all benefited from the little sweet restaurant across the street that's cash only. I bought myself a Topo Chico because I was thirsty with the last of my of my dollars. So what's what's the PayPal um, address? How do people PayPal you? Listeners, it's mutinyradiofm at gmail.com. You're here. You're listening. If we all just contribute $5 a month, Terry Gross is not on this channel, but it's worth it. Yeah. Donate. Donate. Donate button on the website. While I'm shouting out, let's shout out to uh, somebody who's not in the room. Gary Hughes couldn't be here. He says a family tragedy. And we're excited. Tune in. He'll be back. Um, He says hi to you, Pam, in the room. Okay, I'm just going to get real personal. Capital is talking about pooping. Uh, I've had my period for two and a half weeks straight. I think I told somebody like two and a half weeks ago I had my period. Like, it's the same period. And I'm like starting to think like maybe this is not my period, like maybe it's a sentence, like <laughs> fucking sentence to like sit. I want to sit down so badly right now. <laughs> sit down comedy sentence to just like no energy or libido. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like n- I'm I'm fine. No, I want a chair, but I'm gonna stand. It's part of it's part of the craft. I don't know. Ugh. But I I'm. It's, I'm gonna bitch about it though. <laughs> I don't know, it's like my hormones are so weird. Is this like, is this 27 Pam's talking about age and she's like, shut up and you're 27. But like, it, your body's changing and I'm like, ah, oh, is this uh, my hormones? Like, like I have a lot of pimples, but I'm also getting wrinkles. And I'm just like, this prinkle combo is like, sounds good, but it's hard to keep up after. Like, I have nail polish on because I got a manicure two weeks ago and don't know how to take it off. <laughs> Radio listeners, it's bad. I don't know. I'm like, I, I also think it's, it's because I have an IUD and it just fucks your horn, fucks you up, it fucks you up. I always had my period on the new moon and then I'd ovulate it on the full moon like a fucking goddess. <laughs> Because I'm so in tune. And then I got an, an intrauterine device. And now I'm, 
I'm all messed up and I was just like, I'm going to the gyno. When I figure out how to get this nail polish off my hands, I'm gonna go to the gyno, like a grown up, and I'm gonna get the shit out. And I feel like she's gonna, it's gonna be a she. She's gonna be like, well, now that you're gonna have like regular cycles again and your is gonna be back, you know, what are you gonna do for contraception? And I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm actually charting like a, a non-hormone thing. It's um, I'm actually kind of uh, already trying it out. I'm doing it right now. It's a, it's called a S-U-C, stand-up comedy, snow sex. I don't know. Lots of lots of other things. Uh, no, she's gonna she's not gonna like that. And you guys didn't either. You're like what? Like female comic get in it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <sighs> people people always ask me what my like orientation is, and right now I'm just like I'm bleeding. <laughs> no, I hate everyone. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, I don't know how much time I have, but I think I have a big night ahead of me after this. I gotta go home and put my duvet cover on. Yeah, that's, uh, it really needed to be washed. Okay, bye. Hey, Levineman, yay! Okay, so here's the thing you gotta know about your IUD. Wait, why do you have, where'd she go? There you are. You have the Mirena, you have the one with the, with the hormones in it. Yeah. Scott, either way, fuck that shit. You gotta go with the old school copper one. Okay, I have an old school copper one, so they put one of those ones with the hormones in. Da na na na. It's gonna be a TED talk just for a second. Two ladies talking about this for realsies. They so they talked me into it after my second abortion. They're like, maybe we should put an IUD in you. You know, you're in a committed relationship, and you shouldn't keep having abortions. And I'm like, that's absolutely right. So they said, hey, we want to do the Mirena, and I was like, ah, I don't want to have any hormones. They're like, no, this is really good. The thing they put in, and it's got these hormones, and you're gonna be fine. So they put it into my uh, uterus and it's hanging out there for a month and I gained like seven pounds in a month and I was crying like every day and I was like something is wrong my hormones are weird and I go in there and I'm like hey I gained seven pounds in a month and I'm crying all the time what are you doing and they said maybe we should check your thyroid and I said you fucking dick poops like you put a thing in my body a month ago and everything got fucked up oh but it's something else maybe it's your thigh I've never had a problem with my thyroid it's the fucking I'm sorry that Morena gave you that much money what I just want is the copper one that's shaped like a T and it's like copper jewelry it's like a pool sweeper for your uterus and it keeps out all the dead babies and it does it with like copper which is like natural from like 2,000 years ago or some shit like 4,000 years ago the Chinese wrote a book about fucking medicine and shit and they're like put copper in her vagina and she won't have babies and we're like yay but no it was the just go with the copper one you bleed you bleed a little hard no it's the way it's, it's I've had one now and your period instead of when you take the ones with the hormones your period only lasts for like three days supposedly but with the I know right because it's the hormones are affecting you fucked up still guys da na 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 TED talk the, the, the hormones are fucking you up and it's with your body just like I gained seven pounds in a month and I was doing everything like what why would that happen so just take the hormones out of the equation just stick the little thing up there and you're gonna have your period for like six days a month but DIY IUD. DIY IUD. That's there's a new joke. D D 
DIY. Yeah. But well, no, they don't even use copper and pennies anymore. That's the problem. It's all tin. <laughs> Our money is worthless. Your next comedian is not. Put your hands together for Luke Newman. Yay. It's one of the greatest compliments I've ever received. I'm not worthless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. I'm not worthless. That means a lot to me. I don't know. So uh, Nikola Tesla uh, said uh, that the numbers 3, 6, and 9 were held the key to the, the universe. And um, uh, the yin-yang twins were like, yep. Three, six, nine, damn good, you're fine. You gotta, you gotta know the song. You gotta know the song. Look, I did, that's as much acting out as I'm gonna do. Yeah. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Any of this, you're lost. Oh, no, sorry. Bitches. Be like... I, 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 everything I eat, I, I, everything I eat, it goes right to my ass. Like, what are you complaining about? That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best place f- for it, for everything to go. What, at what part of your body would you rather have all the fat going to? You know what I'm saying? The ass is the is the is the perfect place. <laughs> Yes. Go to the ass. Men, that's what we're all about, right? The ass. We don't want it to go anywhere else. Where would you rather have it go? Your forearms? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Out here looking like Popeye and shit? That's That's not the move. The ass is the best place that all the fat could go to. My problem is, is with, uh, you know, if all the fat is going right here to the midriff and for some reason just stopping there, it's like, what's wrong? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what you got to have a problem with. It's like, why you stop here? Go a little bit further. No man is like, you ass or titty man. No, I'm a, I'm a midriff man. <laughs> I'm a gut man. That's what <laughs> I'm a forearm man, that's what I'm about. All that fat going to the forearms, that's what I'm about. No, the ass is the best place. That's not something to complain about. That's lucky. If all the if all the fat goes to the ass, that's you must have some black in you. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see black women complaining about it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else? What else was I gonna say? Uh, fucking uh, saw this uh, fucking uh, advertisement that was like, uh, you feed feed uh, you know, donate some money, you can feed uh, a starving African child. Um, for a day, for a dollar, a dollar a day, you can feed. Uh. 
Damn, I'm I, I'm moving slow here tonight. All right. All right. So I'll just I'll just all right. This will be my last joke then. Okay. Uh. But yeah, they, they're a starving African child. You can feed a starving African child for a dollar a day. Ain't that some shit? Three meals. Ain't that some shit? I'm just kidding. It wasn't Africa. It was New Jersey. But you guys are all racist because you believe me. I said Africa. You guys like, oh, yeah, I have starving children in Africa. Yeah, naturally. You guys are all racist. It was New Jersey. You guys are racist. No, but uh, but that's that's some crazy shit, man. A dollar a day. Let me tell you something. I just paid seven dollars for some tots in the mission. That's too much money, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, let me tell you something. I'm looking for a job. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking maybe fuck the job. I'll move to Africa, become a starving child. seems like a good career move you know what i'm saying it's a dollar a day shit <laughs> eat for a dollar a day and you know you got job security you know it's, it's never you know there's always going to be starving children that's job security that's job that's job security what is that nine seconds left i got <laughs> So for what, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, thank you guys very much. Luke Newman, seven dollar tater tots. Ah, I know. I work at a place in the mission where we actually have seven dollar tater tots. <laughs> That's exactly the price of them. I wonder if he was there. I would have given him a discount. <laughs> a counter offer in Bender's 806 South Venice. Come visit me. Yay! It's great. They're one of the actual, they're one of the sponsors for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Yay! Counter offer. Uh, no, really, it's great. So yay! They're helping us out for those 25 shows in five days, 40 comedians coming from all over the United States. Still, you can turn your application in now through November 30th. I just did a, a commercial. That's, you're welcome. That's what happens when I, usually, you know, I have guest hosts. Well, and our guest host is supposed to show up. Mike Michael Bonds uh, is, he was scheduled to be our guest host tonight, but he works for UPS. And although he's supposed to be off at 530, this being their rush time of year, I guess everyone's sending turduckins to their friends and family all over. San Francisco. He, I'm sure he's in a truck with, you know, they have no doors, so I hope he has a mask on, uh, driving all around the city. Maybe he'll come in time to do something, and that'll be exciting. But your next comedian, what a lovely man he is. A cute hat and a great personality, and just what a great listener he is. I didn't understand. I didn't know if he actually threw up on himself last night or if that was a joke. I couldn't tell, and I was like, are you, where's your Where's your plastic bottle vodka? Because I'd take a sip of that. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ernest Evangelista! Yay. Hey guys, how you guys doing? I'm pretty sweaty from a dab hit. I'm super sweaty. Um, also, um, the radio people can't hear, he, see, uh, hear this, but I'm wearing an alien doing a dab shirt. (laughs) 
It's my spirit animal. <laughs> um, so on Halloween, I took shit into a diaper. Um, long story short, trick or treat was pretty lit. Uh, how was your guys' Halloween? Okay, uh, cool. Uh, no more Halloween jokes. It's ready. The 15th? 16th. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, what are you guys excited for? You guys excited for Thanksgiving? Hanukkah. Um. Uh, I'm excited for um. 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 Not nothing really. Never not been excited for like anything. Right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> um. Just like I don't know. Um. Okay. I do have jokes. I I I'm just. I think you guys are feeling the way I'm feeling. So we can just just chill in like sort of this of just like yeah that's true. You ever took acid, like and everyone knew what everyone was feeling. But didn't it talk like we were all like talking but not talking because no one was talking. <laughs> but we were just doing and yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Acid's weird, man. Okay. <laughs> Don't take acid on election night. All right, have a good night. Artist Evangelista, everyone. Hooray! Just so you guys know, when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. So you didn't need to give up the ghost so quickly. We could have kept listening to your acid stories. That would have been fun. That's good. It, that The horn means a minute. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean like, get off the stage. It's just a thing. I don't I don't usually host. It's on Mondays for Joke Workshop. It's me. We do the horn because it makes you feel like if you're a new comic, this is what a minute feels like. Like that's the concept behind the horn. I, but I also use it because I, I time it at a punchline and I find it fun. But instead of putting a light in someone's face, and, and it, we're on the radio, so everyone can hear the horn. So that's it's so no one ever runs the light. I enjoyed your set very much. I wish, Ernest Evangelista, I wish that we had um, 
like an, an, a person who drew pictures like an animation person because the middle of your set if that was animated with like people or tiny weird aliens in a room it would everyone would watch it it was very very funny audio of, of real deep shit there was that's it felt oh if it, it felt like the Tao or something i was like oh he's channeling the universe right now uh, your next comedian, also a philosopher type individual. Put your hands together for Justin Carisi! Yay! Pam always calls me a philosopher because we had one deep conversation. <laughs> There's other shit about me, Pam. I'm also a scumbag. <laughs> and uh, truant. I walked out on my job the other day. I walked out an hour early on my job because they made me come in an hour early and you're just not supposed to do that. <laughs> so I'll deal with that later. How you guys doing tonight? I've already heard the answer to that question like five or six times, but what's up? We're all, we're all here. We're all a community here taking care of each other tonight. We all feel very well taken. Are we all well taken care of people? Pam, I know you have a boyfriend, right? That's lovely. Not everybody's so lucky. We've got, we've got a lot of crushing loneliness in this country. We have a loneliness epidemic. You guys heard about the loneliness epidemic? No, you haven't. People are lonelier. They, people don't have a lot of people out there don't have anybody to talk to. But the good news is that a lot of people don't have anybody to talk to. <laughs> so if you're alone, you're not alone. <laughs> that was very clever. <laughs> philosophy jokes. I'm a smart guy. You guys should have laughed harder. So here's how lonely I am go over the details. Have you ever done online dating and you have a conversation with somebody that lasts just months and they never answer you back? <laughs> and at some point it becomes a crime? <laughs> I'm getting to know some of these girls who are not answering me back. They just, they keep posting new pictures. Like one of them either, I think she bought a boat or she met someone with a boat. There's a, there's a boat in her life. It's the same boat in every picture. Here's how lonely I am. Uh, I get these phone calls, right? Like sometimes my phone rings and I answer it. Sometimes my phone rings and I answer it and it's just a recording on the other end and it's just in Chinese and it has like this nice music behind it. And uh, I don't hang up on those anymore. Cause, see if you can follow me here. The, it's a phone call for me. That's like halfway there. I have no idea what they're saying. That, that could be something nice. All you gotta do is pretend. You guys are missing out if you're hanging up on that shit. It's like once or twice a month, I'm huge in China. <sighs> I miss women. Um, Thank you. I know that's f that's weird to say because they're, they're, they're like everywhere. They're like right here, but it's like it's not close enough. They've got to be in great proximity for long periods of time, and that's not... Like, I got a hug the other day, but it's not holding me over. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not saying like I don't have any luck with women. Girls will sleep over from time to time, but they always leave. They're like, I thought that was going to be awesome growing up. Like that feminism was taking root and women were would just like leave. I thought I was going to love that, but it's always the same conversation in the morning. It's like, thank you for the dick. It was lovely. I'm going to go try 40 or 50 more of those. Yeah, perfect timing, right? And if yours was my favorite, I'll call you when I'm 45. And I'm always just kind of standing in the kitchen with like two plates of eggs. <laughs> like I'll just, I'll just have twice the eggs. I love eggs. I'm, I'm expecting a call from China. <laughs> I hate people in happy relationships. Sorry, Pam. I unfollow those people on Facebook, but I, ca I wish I could like block them because um, like I'm not that successful of a person and I might need a couch to sleep on at some point. And people in relationships tend to be stable, but I'll unfollow the fuck out of you for posting that really all the, you know, holding hands on the beach with your engagement ring relationship stuff. That's like, that's like buying a Ferrari and revving it in front of a homeless camp. Uh, I have a strong ending to this, and I don't think I have time. I didn't plan, but you guys have been great. Good to see you. Thank you. Have a good night. Justin! Carisi, yay! He's lonely. Oh, so happy. Uh, you gotta, uh, I would say, uh, start baking. Uh, oh British baking show shit, man. That's if you, but no, if you make some Chelsea buns, uh, the thing is, people are not just interested in your buns; they want to actually eat food. The way to a woman's heart is through pastries. Like if you're a dude that bakes, you could stand on the street corner and be like, "I'm single," and have like baked goods, and only give them away to women who are single. Be like, "Oh, are you single? You're in my age range. Would you like?" Would you like a pecan sandy or whatever? And then you, you know, just saying. Baking. Your next comedian, he's been hanging out all night. No, I, Mikhail, I can, I, I can read things. That's good. It could be, uh, I know, because it it's not Michael. Uh, but it's a good time. It's his first time here. I'm excited to see him. Everybody put your hands together for Mikhail Lenko. <laughs> It's my first time being here for the third time. Uh, all right, uh, let's get this going. Cool. So how's everybody feeling tonight? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, is a word. Never the more is not a word. Never more is a word. But nevertheless, it is not a word. Nevertheless, awkward is an awkward word. Unusual has an unusual amount of use in it. Weird is normal in San Francisco, but it's still spelled weirdly, and nobody wants to have sex with me. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. My super hot girlfriend, who definitely exists, 
She got really upset with me when I started shaving my head, and she said, Mikhail, would you still pee with me if I shaved my head, right? And like, of course I said, uh, of course. You know, because even though I am super official, <laughs> I'm also dishonest. <laughs> Honesty is honestly overrated if I'm gonna be honest. Like, for example, does everybody remember Smokey the Bear? Right, he had that famous slogan, something like, only you can prevent forest fires. I feel like that's a lot to lay on a kid, and it's probably the source of all of my adult anxiety, if I had to guess. But it's probably preferable to the alternative, the correct explanation, right? Where prisoners are responsible for curing our forest fires, right? <laughs> Just imagine a little kid, right? And you're talking to your son, right? And Timmy's like, Daddy, Daddy, the prisoners are used to put out the fires. And it's like, yes, Timmy. And it's like, aren't the prisoners scared? And it's like, well, yeah, they are scared. And it's like, well, do they have to put out the fires? And you say, yeah, Timmy, they, they're prisoners. They have to do what we say. And then Timmy says, well, does that make them slaves? And then they say, oh, good question, Timmy, no. No, uh, because in America, slavery was based on race. Whereas our criminal justice system do you want to learn about the birds and the bees? Uh, people say, sometimes people say that you should fight fire with fire. Sometimes they're right. But I don't think firefighters should fight fire with fire. And in fact, I think a firefighter that fights fire with fire should be immediately fired. I like words, but I don't like sports. Even though sports is a word. Sports are absurd, and I'll show you with words. Do we have any golfers in the audience? Okay, yeah. So golfing is absurd because it's the only time when being subpar is a good thing. How's about baseball? Do we have any baseball fans? So uh, baseball, America's pastime, right? Bullshit. It's a waste of time. And I'll prove it to you using the concept of a perfect game. So, in, does anybody know what a perfect game is in baseball? Doesn't have a hit. No home runs. Nobody gets on base. I don't even know if that's the same thing. Nobody gets a home run. Nobody gets on base, right? But to my mind, that's not a truly perfect game. That sounds to me like a semi-perfect game. And for a baseball game to be a truly perfect game, I think both pitchers would need to pitch that way. But if both pitchers pitched a perfect game, nobody would ever score. And if nobody ever scores, the game would never end. So, baseball's ideal state is unending nothingness. Which sounds to me like a perfect waste of time. And if a perfect baseball game is a perfect waste of time, baseball is a waste of time. Uh, oh, finally, football. I've got some friends. Oh. Well, thank you. Uh, I got some uh, friends who are trying to get me into their fantasy football league because that's, to their mind, uh, it's free money. They think I don't know anything about football, but that's not true. I know football is racist. Uh, I know that in football, they, uh, they dissemble with the uh, closed uh, head injuries, right? And I know that a lot of the players like to beat family members. So it's not true that I know nothing about football. <laughs> So I have all these like fears and complexes. I've got this crippling fear of failure. Like, for the rest of my life, I'm not even going to attempt omelets anymore. It's just scrambled eggs from here on out. 
I also have this fear of commitment. Like on my body, I have zero tattoos. Although I guess that could be my fear of needles, right? So like my doctor and I have this arrangement worked out where he doesn't get to draw my blood, and in exchange, I promise him that I'll never die under any circumstances. <laughs> I used to fear death, but then I got really depressed, and now it doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> I've got this, uh, all these complexes. I've got this uh, inferior inferiority complex. I've got this messiah complex. You might be thinking, Mikhail, how do you have both of those things? It's easy. I'm not here to save your soul. That sounds tricky, right? I'm just here to make you feel bad about discarding your refuse in the wrong receptacle. Callback. Uh, all right, and then um, I got this uh, inferiority complex. I got this messiah complex. I got herpes. Oh, well, that's a simplex. Uh, so anyway, I used to feel like such a freak and such a loser and a creep, and I used to feel like I'm going to be hopelessly alone for the rest of my life. And that's why I'm so happy that I discovered the San Francisco comedy community, and that I've gotten to know many of you on a personal level, because now I realize that. You know, it could be way worse. You guys are a bunch of motherfucking freaks. All right, thanks a lot. My name's Mikhail. Mikhail Lingo! Now I remember it means the time you brought your whole family and it was a shit show. I remember that. You brought your whole family to see my, like, everybody call me a shitbag. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was, yeah, thanks for inviting your family. That was great. That was awesome. A full room of people when they're, it's so fun when people who claim that they're feminists look you in the eye and tell everybody to leave your venue because you're a horrible person and you're like, that's so feminist for three feminists to come in and bully a feminist. It makes so much sense. Women hate women. We're all, it's that same thing with like, it's the same thing with the one. It's like when Mark, not Mark, it's Hunter Uniac comes in here and he talks about like the burger flippers versus the baristas. And I'm like, you all suck. Get together. But it's the same thing with like women, like the these women versus the these women. And it's like if we were all women and could get together and not hate each other and not be like, right? I know. But like some people wear makeup and some people shave their legs and some people say things and some people use the word cunt and some people, it's just, it just, you can't even. Yay, the world is such a really wonderful place. Hey, I'm so glad that I quit smoking so that I can smoke again because the air quality is horrible. I said that at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to say it again because I'm going to smoke during your next comedian's set. There he is right there. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what that... Yeah, we can... we re re Recycling. Let's all recycle when the air outside looks like China. It's so funny. It's like we should all just be, like, throwing shit away and breaking shit in the street. Like, the world is falling apart. What do we do then? It's an apocalypse. Can't breathe. I, I don't know. I, everyone I nanny for, I was so worried this weekend because I was like, I have all these nannying jobs to do, but they all went out of town because they're worried about their children's lives. I'm like, I have a kitten, and if I could take him to Nevada right now, I would. Like, if I had a car, I would get my kitten in a car. We'd get His lungs are so tiny. <laughs> your next comedian is going to make you guys laugh. He's a really funny guy. Put your hands together for Buddha. Hey, what's up, guys? So I literally had nothing planned, nothing went out for the night. I brought my dad wig. I was dabbing outside. It was, it was pretty nice. I'm pretty high as fuck right now. Yeah. 
Yo, I get something positive right now. Yo, like three, four years, something like that. I was like 400 pounds. I was, I was, I was big. I was fat as fuck. But like, I'm like 240 now. So like, yeah, fuck yeah. So I'm like really proud of myself. But the one thing that sucks about losing weight it's fucking cold now. Like, I, I, I can see what you skinny motherfuckers been complaining about. This shit sucks. And, I, like, I don't get the attention like I used to for being fat. Like, I would kick it at the bus stop, like, with the belly out, just letting, letting it hang out. And, like, this homeless guy came up and poked me in the belly. Like, I was the Bill Dozy Doughboy or some shit. Like, I ain't gonna say, well, who? Who the fuck do I look like? Nah, I'm gonna, like, bitch, back the fuck up. I don't have time for that. Then, like, I can't put my plate on my stomach anymore when I'm, like, kicking back watching TV, you know? Like, you know, sometimes in life, you know, you, you just want to have some chicken wings, you know, watch some anime. But I can't do that anymore, man. I can't put the plate on my stomach. Life sucks. I don't want to be skinny. <laughs> I think I need to get McDonald's to pay me. That's the kind of diet I want. Let's, let's do the opposite than what Shella did. Like, you know, obviously I won't touch any kids. You know, I just want to get fat again, but I just want McDonald's to pay me for it. It's expensive out here. Um, yeah. Shit. I have no idea what else I'm going to talk about. Oh, yeah. My fucking job, man. So, like... I hate working a lot because I can't really be who I am. You know, I'm like, I'm a chill guy, but I do cuss a lot. I ain't gonna lie about that, but I have I have a speech impediment. I get to say what the fuck I want. But like at work though, you know, I gotta be all professional and shit. So pretty much I don't really talk. I, I kind of keep to myself, but man, there's a few times where people at work, man, they want to test me. Cause you know, you know, I have, like, I'm a big guy with like a baby face, so they think I'm nice. But like, nah. Well, I'm nice, but but I'm from the hood, like. But like sometimes I just want to like snap, like I'm like, can you back the fuck up? Like, who the fuck do you think you talking to? I don't have time for that shit. But you can't do that at work. Instead, you just gotta smile and be like, under your breath, bitch, and just walk away. But, you know, it, it, it's all cool, because when I get home, I just dab, dab the fuck out, play some video games. Man, that, like, you know, that that's the life, that's the American dream, that's, that's what my mom always told me, man, she imagined that I was gonna live in a crackhead hotel and spend my whole paycheck to live there, Woo, I love living in San Francisco, it's fun, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I guess, oh yeah, one more thing, I'm not proud of it, but I am a pervert, I, I, I'm not gonna lie about that fact, you know? You know, when there's a nice ass walking by, you know, my neck be, <laughs> I be breaking my neck. I, I can't help it. But you know, but when I'm at work, 
you know, I, I got to hold my neck in, my, my, my head is shaking, looking like I'm about to explode and shit. Fuck. But um, I guess, you know, the last thing I want to say for tonight, I hope you all go home and masturbate with cannabis oil. <laughs> if not, um, you know, come take a dab with me outside, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was talking about video games. That's that's awesome. I uh I've been trying to be the perfect girlfriend lately with my boyfriend. He likes to watch he likes to play the video games. I, I watch well, I watch the video games while he plays the video games. But uh like I was trying to be the perfect girlfriend, right? So I decided to uh suck his cock while he was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> okay, before you give me like the big sash like that says best girlfriend in the world. It's a seven minute game, so it's not that big of a commitment, okay? So we're like halfway through and he realizes, ah, he cannot sustain his attentions adequately on both tasks. And he has to choose Call of Duty or Call of Booty. What do you choose? You chose, he did not. He chose the first person shooter game. I just wanted him to shoot me in the face. The only person he wants to shoot in the face is a 12-year-old boy who lives in Korea. <laughs> Come on, you guys, let's get these fuckers. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right. Right? I wanted him to talk dirty to me the other day. He wouldn't do it. And I was like, I know we're vanilla, but put on that headset, man. Like, I've heard what you say to those 12-year-old boys in Korea. I'm going to put my gun in your pussy mouth. Say that to me. Like, that's... That's what I'm talking about. Uh, your next comedian, what a tall drink of water. You guys can see him this January in SF Sketch Fest. Put your hands together for Paul Conyers. Yeah, Pam, that, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I feel like you don't, you shouldn't have to choose because I've watched people play Call of Duty and they're like, yeah, suck my dick, motherfucker, suck my dick. It's like, you know, you don't have to change anything two birds one stone kind of thing um what's up guys it's great to be here i was a little late uh getting in there was uh there was an accident on the bridge and uh yeah so people were pulled over to the side and the two the two motors were kind of like yelling at each other but uh this was cute because they had the masks on so they so they looked like a couple of surgeons that were like in dispute of how to operate on these cars <laughs> We gotta get this Taurus a new engine now. He's not on the donor list. Damn the rules, doctor. <laughs> um, uh, this is this is great. This is fun. Um, I I love uh, I love doing comedy. I do. Um, and I know that other people want to love to do comedy, but they don't really want to do it. You know what I mean? Like I was doing a show uh, a couple weeks ago and, uh, afterwards this guy was like super drunk and he was like, Hey man, Hey, do you like whiskey? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, come on. Let's go. Let's take a shot of whiskey. I was like, yeah, you know, and it's a long drive home. You know, I, I gotta get going. He's like, no, come on, man. Let's go. Let's take a shot. And he just, he like, hand, he wouldn't let it go. And finally I was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll t fine. Let's take a shot of whiskey. He was like, okay, it's in my car across the street let's go and I was like no and I thought it was at the bar man um, 
Uh, but he uh, he was just crazy drunk, and uh, me and the other comics were just kind of like shooting the shit outside after the show, and he was just kind of like hovering near us, you know, kept trying to like insert himself into the conversation, but he was like too drunk to even like formulate a sentence, and he's like, I want to I wanna be a part of your group, you know, and we were like, okay, that's weird, and uh, finally like he, he like spoke up as we were leaving, he was like, hey, I, I want to do, I want to do stand-up comedy, how, how can I be a part of your group and one of my i was ready to ignore him but one of the comics was like oh well you you just got to go to a lot of open mics and work really hard and he went well i'm never gonna make it then (laughs) i was like perfect man you get it you got it dude you might make it as a comic because you figured that shit out way quicker than the rest of us look at you ahead of the curve without even grabbing the microphone good for you um I love that guy. Um, let's see. It's uh, it's uh, Christmas is coming around the corner. Did you guys get gag gifts for Christmas? Like a bunch of silly shit for gifts. I got I got one last year. Uh, I guess it was supposed to be a joke. It's it, it was a poopery. You guys know that that is. Yeah. Have you tried it? No. Yeah. Okay. Has anyone tried poopery? It's this stuff you spray in the toilet before you shit, and it's supposed to and it like makes everything smell better. Uh, it smells identical to Fruity Pebbles. I mean, like, <laughs> spot on. So they gave it to me, and, you know, I don't know I don't know if it's made pooping better, but it has ruined breakfast, like 100%. <laughs> you know, that was my favorite cereal. And I cannot, I, every time I get close to the bowl, I just, you know, I just hear Barney Rubble, like, oh, hey, Fred, you really dumped one this time. Like, oh, God, I can't do it. Um, I, uh, I, I, I ride Uber a lot to shows and everything. Cause, uh, I don't like to, I don't want to drink and drive and everything. And, uh, here's a hot take. Uber can be weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're, they're very, uh, they're very, they're very talkative and, and the eccentric Uber drivers uh, drive me a little nuts. Like I was driving, I was taking one, uh, last week and, uh, it was, the woman had very, uh, eclectic, she had a bunch of jewelry and crystals and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. Free spirit chick. I get it. Like that's, you're my kind of girl. Just don't talk to me. And, but she would. And, and then, but she like reached, she like in the middle of the drive, she like turned to the back of the car she's like pick a bracelet and there was this bag of bracelets and i was like oh no i don't, I don't want to take a bracelet i don't want to take one of your bracelets she was like pick a bracelet and she like said it to emphasize i'm not gonna look at the road again until you pick a bracelet and i was like all right all right i got i'll get one i get one and i took it and then she was like okay let me see it i was like you're you're taking it back like already this is weird and she's like yeah the the bracelet you pick says a lot about you uh, for instance like oh Oh, this one I see so you're not the kind of guy that seeks attention I was like wrong oh uh, <laughs> that is incorrect <laughs> could not be more like and you know nothing about me ma'am like what could you possibly know uh, that you what could you possibly infer other than you know I'm going to Dave and Buster's <laughs> like that's the only thing <laughs> that you can gather from me um, I'll, I'll finish with this I had an awesome uh, election night um, I was uh, I, I got booked to do uh, 
a show. It was a victory party for a guy running for city council, which was great, except he lost. And uh, it was it was phenomenal because, I mean, it's <laughs> it really is amazing to watch somebody lose a low stakes election, you know, because uh, on CNN, when someone loses, they've got all these panelists that are breaking down, like why this guy lost. Like, I think Senator McClaskill took too hard a line with the right to center voters. But when you lose a, a city council vote in, in Rohnert Park, California, they just kind of look at you like, maybe we didn't hang up enough signs. I, I don't know. But yeah, they were ready. They were a barrel of monkeys. They were ready for me. They were. I went up there. I was like, okay, guys, well, it doesn't look like the, those balloons are dropping anytime soon. You want to do a comedy show? Did you guys vote today? Not enough, apparently. <laughs> and that's how you lose a crowd in five seconds. All right. Thank you guys so much. Paul Conyers! Hooray! The only kind of balloons I want to be around are nitrous balloons. And now I wonder, like, if there, if all those things were filled with nitrous, would they, would they sink or would they float? Ah, I don't know. I mean, I would, the only, if if anyone was, if, okay, I'll just say this. It'll never happen because no one ever elects me to be in charge of them. But if there's ever a time where people are like, yay, you're in charge and the balloons fall from the ceiling, I hope they don't fall because they're filled with nitrous. And then we have to get ladders and get it to get them and then take the nitrous. Does anyone else love nitrous? as much as I do. Anybody else hippie crack fans? Hippie crack? Yeah. No, I used to do this thing where we would sing karaoke and we'd get, you'd get a nitrous balloon before your song started and you had to finish your balloon before your song was done. <laughs> you push out so much air when you're singing. Anyone knows anything about singing? You use your diaphragm, you push the air out. So you're like already sort of like, uh, like, you know, air deficient. And then with the nitrous, it just locks right into that. And you're like, I know the secrets of the universe. <laughs> and then you forget them. Anyone else in nitrous? No? Cool. <laughs> George knows. It's like, wow, wow, wow. I know everything. I forgot it. Shit. Let's do nitrous again. That's the answer to that. Uh, there's, it looks like there's no more, com oh, Jonathan's here, yay. Do you want to do comedy, Jonathan? He never does. Do you have any jokes? Nope. Do you want to do jokes? Hell yeah. Yeah. You didn't sign up on this. What's your name? Uh, Miles. Miles. Hey, everybody. Our last comedian of the night. He's going to kill it right now. Give your hands together. Clap them in a wild slappy-like motion for Miles. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Did we lose? Oh, it's on. It is on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so thanks for the, the warm. Um, you can't see me, can you? How about you sit right there? That would be easy. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I've recently started doing this after being gone for a long hiatus. And uh, right away, I remember, like, sort of why I kind of got away from it because my mind goes I'm into dark humor so my mind goes to those dark spots all the time and it's like why am I doing this again and I mean it's not all about me really you know because when I got into comedy my dream was to go to a poor black neighborhood and teach everyone to dodge bullets through my jokes 
So um, that's what I want. <laughs> I know it's far-fetched, but you know, if I plant a seed, maybe a tree grows, right? <laughs> um, I've been a paraplegic for um, 11 years. Um, so, you know, I, I get into uh, deep conversations with people about it. And, um, you know, it always comes up, Miles, what, what do you wish, what do you miss the most? And depending on my somber mood, you know, it, it's usually either one of two answers. It's like, sometimes it's like, I miss the ability to blend in. I wish I could just be like everyone else. And then other times it's like, I want to come, man. Uh -oh. I just want to come one time, man. Please. <laughs> um, I need help a lot. And um, I think that always serves as a good way to have an interaction with somebody even when I don't need help to let them help so I try to present my disability as disabled enough to the help that they want to give me you know <laughs> like if they want to help me put my wheelchair into the car I'm like yeah sure man and you know I, I sit back and let them hand me stuff and then if they compliment me on how good I put my shirt on, like if they're like, oh, I love blue shirts. You're such, you're so cute with that blue shirt. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> oh, you know, you are important. No, I'm important, bitch. I can't fucking come. <laughs> Coming is uh, something I think about a lot. <laughs> got a lot of jokes on cum. Wish I could have got my girlfriend to swallow my cum. The appropriate way. I uh, had to hide it in her applesauce to make it happen. <laughs> uh How, what, what does the horn mean? How much? One minute. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I was thinking on the way here that we need to invent, like I might have already been said, but N95 masks that you can smoke through. I guess everybody's... <laughs> then, no, okay. Well, that, it's a need out there. We could make a lot of money by doing that, I think. Yeah. Oh, thank you for my time here, and um, have a good night. Keep it going for miles, everybody. Yeah. I think we've got we're we're attached right now. I'm gonna pull it this way. Yeah. We did it. We did it, everyone. That was exciting. Is, are we all worried about? Are we all worried about the air quality? I mean, everyone's got their masks on. I still, I, honestly, someone gave me a mask and I just, it was too annoying and I couldn't deal with it. I was like, fuck it. 
now I'm going to start smoking cigarettes again. <laughs> what was I? Why would I? Why would I ever quit? No, I'm going to quit again once it clears, supposedly December 3rd. I know, right? December 3rd. Next week, I get to go to Little Rock, Arkansas, so I get to breathe freely all that Republican air. Like, I'm going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to... Woo! Crazy, crazy kids out there. Um, Hey, everybody clap in the back for George D. Smith running the ones and twos. Being a champion for me and yous. We just got our new flyers in today. If you guys want to be champions of the world, please take some flyers. Yeah, you want a set? Hell yeah, he wants a set. Put your hands together. Our board op and comedian in his own right. Put your hands together for George D. Smith. I'll take the applause from fucking Elton John's crew. <laughs> That's just one thing I wasn't planning on doing today. All right. Um, funny thing, when they were those ladies were talking about IUDs, all I kept thinking was IEDs. That's the only fucking thing I think. Every time I've heard that since I've ever heard the term IED, it's been like IUDs and IEDs get fucked up. It's like um, when I was a kid, I'd get John Cryer and fucking Matthew Broderick fucked up. It's the same shit. Um, what's I looking at today? That was something fucked up. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Get this goddamn Mark Neuer goddamn loop out of the thing. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to do what he did just backwards. All right, I'll just go, I'll go the other fucking way. Anyway, uh, God damn it. Oh, um, there, <laughs> it was really weird walking down here because I saw a building on fire, this whole white family standing outside. <laughs> and I was like, why are these fucking fire trucks down here? And it was like, you couldn't even see the building on fire because the smoke was already smoked. So it was like, oh. Oh, really? Oh, that's the one on fire. Like, you couldn't even fucking tell. There was four buildings in a row, and you're like, I guess it's the one. Anyway. Um, I actually did have something I wanted to say, but I'm just, of course, blanking on it. Uh, I like that little piano. I fuck with that piano on Sundays. <laughs> I should do like Pam and just do a fucking commercial for my show. Every Sunday. <laughs> Who was that, Ed? Doesn't Ed do that shit? Right? He sells his fucking t-shirts up here and shit, right? Like, lock bottom or some bullshit. Anyway. Oh, god damn it. I'm like, I get to the, uh, you know what it is? Those goddamn edibles. You know? I eat those fucking, you know what? Fuck that. I'm sick of people coming up here blaming shit on drugs today. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about was the motherfucking drug that I never, like, there's one drug that, like, I'm, I'm really curious about, but I Never say never, but I don't think I'm ever going to take PCP. Right? Like, it looks like a headspace I sort of want to be in. Fucking bulletproof and, like, kicking the, like, punching fences down and shit. Like, that seems like a fucking place I would like to be once. But I know you got to black out when you do that shit. There's no way you're punching through fences and, like, denting fucking, like, fire extinguishers and shit and smashing up cars and fucking taking 40 bullets and, like, Conscious. You know, you're like, oh, dude, yeah, no, I remember when they shot me 47 times and shit. No, yeah, 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 no. You gotta be so, like, I gotta know that point. Where's that point that you, like, you knew what you were doing and then something went 
fuck this. I'm going to eat the neighbor. <laughs> like, fuck all this fucking bullshit. This world is not enough right now. You know, fuck that. That's, that nitrous made me think of PCP for some reason. Like, like I used to do nitrous. That's some fucking weak... Like, it's nice, but it's so short. It's not even worth it. It's like, come on, fellas. Get it together. Okay. Well, then fuck it. Oh, yeah, man. That's that smart comedy, right? I got one joke. You know that joke. <clears throat> hey, bam. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? <laughs> come in five different flavors. All right, thanks. Good night. George G. Smith, a champion. Oh, he's a, he's a modern day philosopher. I feel like I feel like these days we're all like Socrates because he never wrote anything down. But we're talking, we're not writing it down. It just happens to exist as long as the internet exists, and until the solar flare happens, everything's okay, right? Yeah, because like the air, we can't breathe the air, but our smartphones still work. As long as you can Instagram a picture of your shitty air quality, you're a real person. I was just forced to join Instagram this week. It was like totally forced. Capital helped me. I didn't know how. I'm like, I don't know how to post things. It's so confusing. Why is this? I would still be on MySpace if they let me. Do you see where I'm going with them? Are people still on MySpace? Anybody still on MySpace? Rupert Murdoch is still on MySpace. Him and all the people in China. They're so behind the times. They're like, oh, we love MySpace. There's these weird bands on here. Have you ever heard of 311? <laughs> Just kidding. Remember, remember in the late 90s when you couldn't be a band unless you had numbers in your name? It was like Blink-192, 311, Nine Inch Nails. Like everyone had a fucking number in their goddamn name. You couldn't be a, num you couldn't be a real band without a number. Is that is that a name of a band? See, you know it's a, the 69 boys. I don't even I I still don't have a smartphone. I don't know what's happening. What is SoundCloud? <laughs> you guys use that? All right, uh we're 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 pretty much done here. We it's gonna be fun in the next hour. Uh we're gonna take a little break and at eight o'clock there'll be Pam Dice's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a fire lineup tonight. We got Clay Newman. He's um, Paul Conyers tonight. He's one of the people who's on SF Sketch Fest. But on this next show, a um, bunch of people are. You got Clay Newman. He's one of those comics. Very funny. Cole Chapman, really funny guy. It's all guys, actually. It's a big, big sausage fest on our next show. Uh, but yeah, stick around if you want. If you do stick around, uh, I will bribe you with weed treats, and I will also give you stage time on a Pamtastics in December or January. So uh, I am not above or beneath bribery. I appreciate and It's not even bribery. It's like you put your time in. If you put your time in here and you're a person sitting in a seat laughing, like that earns you. I believe in meritocracy, and that's not funny because no one believes in it except me. <laughs> so does anybody else know what meritocracy is? Yeah. Yay, of course you do. Of course Justin fucking knows. It's only what? Well, no, I guess tenure, yeah, but you stay long enough and then we give you special stuff. Sure, that's more tenure. But, but by, by putting in time, 
that means merit. You know what I mean? Like, but but that's the thing too is that like some people come and eat and leave. Some people come to an open mic. Like Sabrina's here. She was the second comedian on here, and she's still here. So like that's meritocracy in my book. Like you stayed for the whole fucking show. That's really thank you for being audience for everyone else who went behind you. You didn't have to do that. You could have like run out the door like every not like everybody else. See that's the other. What's the word when it's you're all or nothing? Oh, you're just trying to breathe in the pot smoke from like a secondary. She's a secondhand pot smoker, so she loves it here. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a mask that has weed in it, so that when people are breathing through their masks, they can get high at the same time. How many more weeks do those already exist? Fuck you, they don't. All right, let's let's. I hate the future. The future is now. Right. Uh, George will play some fun music coming up at eight o'clock. Is Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse? Thank you all for being here. Yay! Clap for yourselves. Bye. Yay! Sorry, Michael Bonds. He never showed up. Michael Bonds, we would have loved to have you, but.
for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off. For, <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With Sima Lieberman, everyday people talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal you. Then... At noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC Podcast. That's the Imprint City Podcast. Coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm. To find out more details, check us out at MutinyRadio.fm.
Friday night. It's 6 o'clock. It's MutinyRadio.fm. You're turned into the happy hour. Happy hour open mic. Guest hosted this week by the hilarious. Put your hands together right now for Ben Mitchell. Guys, what's up? How are we all doing? It's a full house tonight. I like that. It's hot as fuck out here. For the listener at home, it is 90 degrees in San Francisco. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm uh, happy you guys are all here. This is my first time hosting at uh, Mutiny, so I'm excited to ha- uh, to have you in front of me. I'm I'm assuming you guys are all fit, just huge fans of me, so you know, really just perusing my calendar. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I, I'm just doing. I'm just touring around these days. Uh, so uh, I've had a good year this year. I had a um, I had a family reunion this year. It was pretty cool. Fam- family reunion. Yeah, I give it up for that. And by family reunion, I mean my grandfather died, and we all just decided to show up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's how my family does things. Uh, we don't go to your happy celebrations. We won't go to your uh, graduation. We won't go to your your wedding. No, we won't show up to that. But when you die, fuck yeah, we'll be there. That's an occasion right there. We'll show up to that for sure. Get really drunk and tell passive-aggressive stories about each other. That's how we do it in the Mitchell household. Yes, I like it. Uh, and uh, what's, it's kind of awkward, though, sometimes, you know, when you come home. Uh, I, my family lives out of state, so you come home. And you go come back to work, and the people, your coworkers, are like, you know, uh, where have you been? Did you go on a vacation? And you're like, not exactly. It wasn't a, a vacation. Uh, my grandfather died, and so you have to have that like, it's uncomfortable, right? It's like you, you know, they feel bad, but also it's like, you know, you don't really feel bad. You play that game, you know, it's like, how bad should I really feel about this before I start telling you about this new rash I have? Like that's how it it, it feels, and. And you play this game. How you play this game is you say things like, "Oh, your grandfather died. Uh, how old was he?" You know, just to kind of get a, kind of gauge. And uh, my grandfather was 91, which I realize is not the age that anyone gives a shit about. If you die, uh, no one gives, no one cares. Honestly, no one. You don't get any kind of sympathy. You get a lot of this. You're like, "Well, it was his time." <laughs> He had he had a good life. That's what you get a lot of. And whenever I hear that, I just I like to tell them, uh, well, you know, he was murdered. <laughs> yeah, it was his time, huh? Did you do it? <laughs> he did have a good life, you know. Like the day before, he just ran a marathon, so it definitely wasn't his time. Marathon, and then he was murdered. Murdered probably by you. So I'm gonna go report you. Thank you very much. Um, so that's that's been my year. It's been pretty good. Uh, another uh, another issue that I'm having. I'm just gonna vent here. Uh, another issue I'm having. Uh, I I I had a real shitty situation at my work recently where they gave me they gave me uh I got a email from a hiring manager. They got me, re- me really excited. They're like, we have a new job for you. We're gonna we're we're gonna promote you. We're gonna give you a higher salary, better responsibilities, better title. And I was like, you got me at a higher salary for sure. I will do that. Just whatever you want me to do. So I go home. I'm really excited. I want to. Uh, I go home and tell my friends and family. They get excited for me. I come back. Turns out I get another email from the same hiring manager. Turns out there's another Benjamin J. Mitchell at the same company that I work for. Yeah. And they wanted to hire him instead of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it at first. I didn't believe it. I looked it up and it's true. Uh, it's this guy, Benjamin J. Mitchell. He lives in New York. He's a, uh, just seems like a real go-getter, honestly. He uh, has... 
he's got <laughs> he's got like a better education he's got a full head of hair just 10 out of 10 he's a gorgeous man they made the right choice in my opinion honestly uh, but you know when you have those uh, you, you have sometimes you just feel you have those feelings where you like you, you don't feel you feel like an imposter right like you feel left out you're, you're not as smart as other people you're not as uh, you're not as experienced you're not as good as other people well now I know as a fact at my company I am the worst Benjamin J. Mitchell. <laughs> like, I know that for sure. It's very certain. Uh, if, I, if at my company, my uh, a boss says, hey, get me Benjamin J. Mitchell, they have to say, which one? The one we like? <laughs> or that shitty one that is always talking shit about us on, on stage every night? That's, I'm the latter there. All right, guys, let's keep it going. Uh, your first comic for the night is this man rolling a bleasy. Yeah, we can put that down. It is Warhol Kaufman. One thing I need to know, if a paramedic has to take a shit, is it an emergency? I saw an old man. Walking past the funeral home, dude, just go in. Go, go in. I want to get a, a little terrier and keep it indoors and name it 9-11. 9-11 was an inside dog. impressed with British imperialism like every time I watch a movie set in space or fairyland everyone's talking with a British accent they got everywhere white people invented passports I think it was the British they went all over the globe and fucked everyone and then they got home and they were like we can't let these little nigger babies jeopardize the crown. Gotta set up some checkpoints. Let me see some ID. No, sir. I'm older than Jimi Hendrix. And I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar, but he can't latch a freaking window. Eric Clapton's baby mama must be really mad at him for that unplugged version of Layla. Some things are unforgivable. <laughs> I saw in this movie that Jimi Hendrix apparently beat up a white girl with a telephone. Is that why the woman was crying Mary? My ex-girlfriend just got the pre-abortion sonogram. Everyone's looking healthy, everything's looking good. I was scared of my girl like cocaine more than she liked me. And I was right because she didn't dump coke yesterday. Uh, this is true. This is just a fact. I uh, once was scheduled to do a show on the road with the good Asian drivers, and they were late. They got in a car accident. That happened. 
Yeah, I'm sorry it happened too. Um, everybody got all excited about that black hole photo on social media, but I have Metro PCS. My shit wouldn't load, man. Like all I saw was just complete blackness. saw this pro-life billboard it said real men love babies I just wanted to put a NAMBLA logo on it NAMBLA is the North American Man Boy Love Association basically they're like so w- I know we can't fuck babies right can we fuck babies and everyone's like go away Alright, that was Warhol Coffin. I'm going to do some uh, prep work here because the XLR cable no longer is good on that mic. So let's do this. How's that? Here we go. We're cooking with gas here. All right, I took up enough of that time. Here's your next comedian, Cody Abe. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Friday, right? Yeah. Um, so fuck medical dramas. Yeah. Well, like, not for the, I don't know what reasons you're thinking of, but I say fuck them because uh, they really trivialize the struggle of like like uh, a rush, you know? <laughs> like, oh, you're gonna make a, you're gonna make millions of dollars off of uh, a bunch of people coming into the hospital when a people do that uh, all the time at restaurants during dinner time. Like the you you got the the <laughs> like you got a dinner rush coming in and you don't you don't see you don't see fucking uh the the, the you don't see the wait staff saying or like fucking going to the can like <laughs> you know, uh, you don't see the wait staff like wanting to like like I mean I guess you see the wait staff also never mind whatever fuck it um <laughs> so I'm in between or I'm unemployed right now or uh as uh, I mean you can clap but uh I don't tell people that it's more like I'm in between jobs similarly I'm I've been staying at Airbnbs lately so I'm basically in between houses that's like the same thing um uh but yeah that that kind of sucks uh, I had to move out recently from my old place put, put everything in my car so it looks like I live in my car but uh, at least I have the money for Airbnbs that's that's fun um, so literally shit that I thought of uh, I don't know whatever okay um, so uh, I lost my dad at the age of six then I found him <laughs> Everyone knows in here. <laughs> I just gotta get it out. Okay, the setup. Okay, uh, but um, but then I, uh, I, but then I found him as we put his urn into the mausoleum. Um, but I love my uh, I love my dad. Uh, he was uh, from, from what I remember of him at least. Um, but it was tough growing up without a father. Uh, I didn't have anybody to uh, teach me how to shave, uh, teach me how to beat my mother. 
or teach me how to roll joints. But what I did have was a mother, a loving mother, to teach me how to beat me and also roll joints. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, <laughs> I would get in trouble a lot. I mean, I, as you can tell, I got in trouble a lot because I got beat. It was for it was not it was for a reason, guys. Just just letting you all know, it was for a reason. There was a good reason for it. But um, so she would have to punish me a lot. And for those of you who can't use context clues or don't know what it is, that means she stole my weed. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I love my mother to death, just like my father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, smoking weed is, is fun. Uh, I smoked weed for the first time when I was 16. Uh, I got high for the first time when I was 18, because I was too much of a pussy to inhale the smoke. So I spent all that money on weed and got nothing out of it for two years. All right, thank you everybody. Give it up for Cody. Cody, I'm trying to figure you out, man. You're unemployed, but you're going from Airbnb, Airbnb to Airbnb. How does the fuck does that work, man? <laughs> you said you save money that way? No, I got some money. Oh, you got some money saved. Okay, man, I was I was I was worried for you. I was like, damn, dude, like, shit, this is not gonna last, man. <laughs> All right, guys, give it up for your next comedian, Marad Shockey. Here we go. Thank you. Thank. You. Uh, I had never met another Maraud until like two days ago. You'd think I would have met him in Egypt. No, I met him in Bayview. He was my Uber Eats delivery driver. Uh, but he didn't spell his name like mine. He spelled it M-U-R-A-T like some fucking psychopath, but we can't be picky. Uh, and he comes up to my door and I open the door and I greet him with this level of energy. Hey, Maraud! Because uh, I know he's not just bumping into them uh, left and right, to which he responded, here's your food. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I have to kill him, right? Because uh, we had like two options. It was either best friends or mortal enemies. Like who the fuck turns down a soulmate like that? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm Rod. <laughs> uh, I'm Egyptian, uh, which means I have no respect for Greek cuisine. Uh, Greek food is just Egyptian food with too much fucking yogurt on it. Uh, I'd rather be caught dead with a prostitute than with a euro. Uh, and while we're at it, Philly cheesesteaks, just the shawarmas of the West. But white people, I got to hand it to you. Y'all really upped the hummus game. In Egypt, there's one kind of hummus. It's called hummus. You walk into a Trader Joe's here, garlic, pine nuts, spinach, artichoke, roasted red pepper. What am I, a sultan? You guys want to hear about the time I got a camera shoved up my butt? Don't worry, it was a camera for butts. It wasn't just like a DSLR. I wasn't like shitting Polaroids or anything like that. No, I had to get a colonoscopy because it turns out I have a genetic predisposition towards colon cancer. Uh, don't worry though, guys, my colon's spotless. It's fucking crushing it right now. You wish you had my colon. Um, but uh, I had this weird Russian doctor who felt the need to emphasize how crazy, like how I was the youngest person he'd ever given a colonoscopy. And he proved so by showing me a full list of the patients up today, which is definitely illegal, full name and everything, and he goes, look, patient, 60, 70, 80 years old, then you, 22. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, I think I missed the punchline. Was it, we save butt camera for people close to death anyway? There's another part of that joke. 
yeah, so I figure, why panic, right? I don't know that I have anything. No reason to panic until I have a reason to panic. Turns out, uh, turning on your side and showing your ass to a room full of doctors, to my brain, pretty good reason to panic. Uh, but the anesthesia kicked in during the hyperventilation and the tears, and I woke up to fucking Rasputin doing an impression of me to my family. We turned him on his side, and he cried like little baby. boo hoo 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 Read the room, dude. I came here to find out I have colon cancer, not for a fucking roast battle. Um, but uh, colonoscopy prep is really brutal. It's a clear liquid fast for 24 hours. You can only have jello and colon cleanser. By the end of it, the water that is coming out of your body is crystal clear. You're just a human water cooler. It's not fucking, it's not fun. Uh, but I didn't have any jello because I'm not a fucking mom from the 40s. So I had to like go to the grocery store, couldn't find the jello, ask an employee, hey man, where's the jello? Uh, to which he replied, oh, jello? Like, for jello shots? <laughs> That's a weird first deviant association to make with Jello. That'd be like, oh, lotion, like for checking off. <laughs> oh, you need a belt, like to beat your kids with, or like a belt to like strangle yourself while you jerk off with the lotion you just bought. I'm done with my butt jokes, guys. Uh, I used to play a keep away football game in middle school. It's called Smear the Queer. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, I thought it was a game just me and my friends played. Turns out my most relatable bit. Uh, also, we got to hand it to the bigots on this one. Um, terrible premise, but delightful rhyme scheme. Like, it really rolls off the tongue. Uh, but whoever had the ball was the queer, and we were all trying to smear him. So I guess we were all competing to be the queer. So maybe all along it was just a super woke metaphor for staying true to your sexual identity in the face of pressures, physical and otherwise, external. <laughs> yeah, I fucked that last line up. But thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I always feel uncomfortable because I'm Lebanese. I always feel uncomfortable telling people I'm Lebanese because it's always like so much of a follow-up. So I'm kind of jealous of you like knowing and embracing your culture. Whereas my family, it was like once we got a white person in it, we're like, that's the one. We're gonna fucking stick. We're not gonna. We're gonna. We're not gonna speak the language at all anymore. We're not going to eat that food at all. Fuck that shit. McDonald's and Burger King till we fucking die. So you know. It's not as cool, because I want to like relate to people sometimes, but it just doesn't fucking work out for me. Uh, your next comic is a fellow white man, John Gallagher. Hello, whites and others. Well, welcome. This is weird. Always good when you're getting classified by race immediately. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, thank you. I, like, uh, I do a little substitute teaching in addition to performing comedy, and uh, I've done a lot of comedy. And uh, like, substitute teaching is worse because kids are way better at heckling than most people. I'll just say that right now. They're powered by evil and hormones, and they're a lot more accurate than they intend to be. Like, I've done a lot of comedy, and most shows will just be like, uh, you know, like the worst heckles I've gotten be like, boo, you're ugly, or boo, you're fat. And be like, yeah, I got it. Can I talk still? Okay. And then just move on. You're like, okay, thank you for hearing us. Children just keep going. And they have sniper-like accuracy. Uh, so I, I was substitute teaching a little bit ago, and uh, I'm teaching my class. And uh, out of nowhere, one of these children just goes, "Yo, I know who that is. That's Woody. You took, he stole Woody out of the box. That's a chicken man." And I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like. I just have to, like, I can feel an energy change in the room just like you guys are hearing right now. There's people having visceral reactions right now. And so I have to maintain a strong teacher-like authority. And I go, no, I'm not. And then they don't get the action they want because they are trying to break a person, okay? 
So I immediately go like, Chicken Man, Woody. And I go to my phone to quietly Google out of the corner. And I go, Chicken Man. And I see what he's referring to is the Chicken Man villain from Toy Story 2 is what he's referring to. Now, I'd forgotten all about this, but the image comes up, and my only reaction is, oh, God, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, if, if this kid's kind of like the Lee Harvey Oswald of hecklers, just like if he had a rifle, just like, boom, kill shot, boom, kill shot. You don't want him on a grassy knoll. He has, he's very good. Uh, and so then I'm like, I, I sit there. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this isn't good. And then I'm sitting there, next period. Chicken man, fuck. Okay, this isn't great. Uh, another kid, completely different. Also with the chicken man thing, I'm like, this isn't gr- good at all. I have to stop this somehow. And so I'm just sitting there waiting for the day to end. And I'm like, God, I got one more period. I'm like, I hope I got, don't get, I can't, can't be chicken man to make. I can't have it happen. It's not good. Fortunately, I get my, uh, my, my body gets saved because like luck out one of the other faculty members gets stabbed in the face with a pair of scissors and I get to leave I'm like yes who's a chicken man now not me I'm free and I'm like yeah <laughs> but now but now the thing is like I was already gonna fill out a complaint about like why I can't go back to the school and I called my little service and I'm like I can't go back to that school and they're like why is it because a child called you a chicken man I'm like no he got stabbed in the face I'm a strong boy and I'm not I'm not afraid of children at all it's because I'm cool all right, good. Anyway, uh, yeah, substitution, whatever. I uh, the one thing that sucks too is you got to realize like you got to die. You might have to die for children you hate, and that's a horrifying feeling. And I I don't want to do that. I'm not going to <laughs> at all. I like I'm gonna treat substitution a lot more like being at the end of a, like a boss at the end of like an old school video game. You know, like I'm just gonna treat the children like Koopas. I just throw at the school shooter until I escape to another castle. You know, like they have the gun to the last kid. It's like where'd he go? He's like he's gone. He took the princess. And I have a girlfriend now in another school because I'm cool. Pretty <laughs> cool. Take a, take another girl from the class. Like, You're my girlfriend now. She's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I thought they were bad. No, I'm good. Come with me. I I can buy beer. I'm cool. <laughs> we start a family. Uh, God, that's horrifying. It's so scary. Um, yeah, you know, we did, um, school shootings, uh, we can talk about them a lot. Like, oh, you know, the, there's, the, it doesn't matter where you end up on the issue, though, you know, it's like they're, they're bad, they're good, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter, like, either way, like, what, what, a, what better way to mold young minds than, you know, off the back of a classroom wall, huh? Hey, you know, you take a kid's blown out brain and you use it to teach them. I like working that one in there. It gets a good reaction every time. It's good to, to tell. It is just, it's just fun being, like, because I'm about to quit. It's one of the, because I got a better job. It's so fun just being honest with children. Like, yeah, you're, you, we're, fuck you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. And it's like, also, like, fuck you, dude. Like, I have no investment in your future at all. I just gave you, I just went to the grade book, gave you all Fs. I don't, you know why? Because I'm gone tomorrow. I don't care. It's great. Your future is nothing to me. I don't care. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right, that was John Gallagher. It's so funny to me knowing, like, having done stand-up for a while and then knowing that, like, other comedians either are teachers or are substitute teachers. I wish, as a kid, I knew 
half of my teachers were doing stand up on the side just talking shit about us the whole time. I would have acted out so much more just to, you know, get my name in the lights one of these days, you know? Uh, so Moran asked, he has a, uh, asked me to do this for him and I'm very nice, so I'm going to do it. He's got a mic tomorrow at Manny's that's over by uh, 16th street in the mission over on, uh, at 7:30 to 9:30. It's the first mic open mic and hopefully it goes well. So if, uh, if it goes well, then he's going to keep on doing it more. So everyone should go to that uh, listen at home, listen in because it's not a different, it's definitely not a radio show. So go there. Uh, next comic is Kyle Morrissey. All right. I, um, I got into the first physical fight with my girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I won. Um, because she did not believe that the terminal velocity of a falling object is 9.8 meters per second. Physical fight. Physical, yeah. So I punched her in the fucking face. Um, let's see. Um, physical fight. Um, I have a beard. I'm thinking about shaving. Um, I have a ginger beard, uh, which means I was really happy I couldn't grow a beard in, uh, in middle school because I feel like I'd be a lot more traumatized. Um, but uh, it's not all bad. Uh, there's an upside to it. Guy was like, you look like Christian Bale uh, from The Machinist. I'm skinny, for those of you who didn't get that reference. Uh, and uh, growing up, I got, I got made fun of for it. Um, even fat people made fun of me for it. Uh, but uh, as you get older, uh, the tables turn. Um, I'm 27, and I'm skinny. They're 27, and they are already having a midlife crisis. Uh, and just bio biologically, they can't afford a nice car. Um, I... Uh, I finally saw Avengers. I finally saw Avengers Endgame. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I like the Avengers. I just don't think that they're realistic at all. Uh, I don't mean that in literally every sense. Uh, I, I mean that I feel like those guys would be, and, and girls, would be getting uh, laid way more. Like, way more. Uh, let's think about it. Uh, they're celebrities. They're in peak physical condition. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain slept with like 20,000 people. He was just tall. Like, like 20,000, that's crazy. Like for every one person that I have slept with, Wilt Chamberlain has slept with 20,000. I'm just kidding, you can't multiply by zero. <laughs> um, Infinity War. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh. I am, uh, I'm looking for a job right now, and uh, I'm looking for a job at one of those big companies downtown because uh, streamlining processes at data management optimization platforms is obviously my passion. <laughs> um, 
But uh, looking for a job, it's tough. Interviewing's tough because the one thing that's abundantly clear to me while I'm interviewing is like, what if I just try to kiss this dude right now? Like, it would ruin everything. Like, I don't even mean that. This is not like a me too thing. Like, you ever been at the top of a building? You like look over the edge and that little voice is like, jump. You're like, why? What? I guess I could physically this possible, but what's the, like, why am I trying to find the fastest route to making this situation as bad as it could possibly be? Um, I've been crying a lot. Uh, thank you. Uh, it feels good. Uh, and then I looked up, it, uh, it actually releases endorphins, like uh, when you exercise. Uh, so now every time I go to the gym, uh, I just stand in the weight room and sob. Like it's, it's great. Like it's kind of a win-win because uh, I get to challenge all that toxic masculinity. Uh, just like stand over a dude while he's bench pressing and be like, this is what a real man looks like. Uh, not even lifting weights. Like, you want to go, pussy? <laughs> That's my time. Uh, it's a little known fact, actually, uh, when every superhero transforms into that mutant new self that they have, it's it's kind of a curse and a blessing because a blessing because you know you get to uh, be superhuman, you get to be really strong, you, you know, you all, all, all of a sudden you're like beautiful. The curse is you always have a micro penis. It just happens every time, so you have to kind of weigh the difference. You know, that's just how it works, I guess. Uh, and I have another. Uh, is Jack? Jack's. Hey, yeah, I, I have some. I have some uh, advice for when you uh, apply to jobs. Um, just lie. Just. Just lie. Just tell the, don't tell the truth. And honestly, you can print a college certificate. You can, you can print that pretty easily. You can. It's pretty easy to do. All right, your next, com uh, your next comedian is Michael M. Oh, no, your next comedian is Jack Ferguson. Sorry. You tried to get rid of me, but you couldn't. I like how we fixed the, uh, or didn't fix it, but we just have an easier access to the money. Uh, I, uh, I've been, uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix recently. I get overwhelmed when I look at all the options for Netflix. There's too many things. I feel like I'm trying to choose something to eat from a Chinese food menu. You know, like there's a million things and I don't know what any of them are. But like the problem with Netflix is often you have to choose not just for yourself, but also for someone else. And I don't know what kind of Chinese food my brother likes, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, I, uh, do you guys think monogamy is natural? No? It's probably not, right? It's a debate. But we've been doing it for like 2,000 years, you know? Humans are the only animal that could trick ourselves into doing something like that forever, you know? Like, you would never see a golden retriever that's turned to drink because it hasn't slept with the poodle next door in years, and all they do is bark at each other now. Meanwhile, the, <laughs> meanwhile, the poodle next door is going to the dog park without her collar on, so the other dogs think she's single. Uh, all right. Uh, I, uh, I believe in aliens, but uh, I, th I think they don't want to hang out with us. 
because I think they've seen the movies that we make about aliens and how they always end with us just killing all of the aliens, you know? Like Independence Day, War of the World, Ender's Game. The last scene of the movie is always like a giant explosion and then humans celebrating. Our movie industry is basically saying, come at me, bro, into space, you know? Uh, the one movie that we did make that didn't end that way about aliens was E.T. And if I was an alien watching that movie, my takeaway would be that in an entire town of people, only one young boy didn't want to kill the alien. And he had to hide him, Anne Frank style, in a closet until that alien's ship came and took him away. And humans think that's an uplifting movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Real shit. Uh, <laughs> I, think we, uh, I think we're racist against aliens. I think we're spacist. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to get a tattoo soon. Tattoos? Uh, yeah, I have one already, so it's not my first. But tattoos are interesting because, uh, you know, it's a decision with permanent consequences that you often make spontaneously. You know, like having a child or trying to do a backflip. Uh, like doing a <laughs> like doing a backflip, uh, getting a tattoo is interesting because even if you do it successfully, some people are probably still going to think you're an idiot. You know, like getting a tattoo is like paying someone to hurt you and then lower your earning potential. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to love this one. If two lesbians get divorced and they have a child, who keeps the kid? You know, they're both the mom. San Francisco, love it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of think that the more butch one has to move into a studio apartment and start dating a much younger lesbian. That's just my opinion. Uh, have you guys ever taken a shit in a public bathroom for so long that the people who work there think you're shooting heroin? No, I have. All right, thank you, Jack Ferguson. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to skip you. I just, white names blur together. It's okay. It happens to me too. I told you there's two Benjamin J. Mitchells at my company. All right, guys, here's, here's your next comedian. He looks very prepared for it, ready to go, and his Patagonia tech jacket and his, and his key fob in his pocket. He doesn't want us to know where he works. Here he is, Michael M. Michael M. 